0: every time we turn around the Lord keeps blessing us amen every time we turn around the Lord keep blessing us what a blessing amen amen um, do acknowledge the Spirit of Christ here this morning uh, to all of our officers um, pastor Jason uh, ministers of the Gospels deacons um, virtual audience, good morning, so glad to see you, (laughs) amen, to Pastor Haynes in his absence, Um, praying for a speedy recovery, to Lady Beverly in her absence, we love you both, just so glad to be here this morning to see all of you for the first time this year. So just a blessing to see you. Let us pray. God, we thank you so much for an opportunity to preach your word this morning. Just don't take it lightly, Lord. I pray that you would bring out what you've put in. We pray right now that the Holy Spirit will uh, lead us, teach us, guide us, and convict us, Father God, as we bring forth your word today. Uh, We pray that even me, Father God, I would learn even as a child, that we would learn even as a child, that at the appropriate time, the Spirit will bring it to our remembrance. And we will be caught glorifying you, saying, if it had not been for God on my side, just where would I be? Be lost without you, Lord. And we just still stand amazed at your love. We no, it's so high but yet it goes so low too. Picks us up right out of the bottom of the murk and mire God and just paints us up all new uh, so that we can at least stand uh, in your presence through the blood of Jesus Christ. Forgive us, cleanse us of all unrighteousness. In the strong and mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Our scripture focus for this morning can be found in Deuteronomy the fifth chapter verses 1 through 6, Deuteronomy 5, 1 through 6, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And Moses called all Israel and said to them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgments which I speak in your hearing today, that you may learn them and be careful to observe them. The Lord our God made a covenant with us in Horeb. The Lord did not make this covenant with our fathers, but with us. Those who are here today, all of us who are alive, the Lord talked with you face to face on the mountain from the midst of the fire. I stood between the Lord and you at the time to declare to you the word of the Lord, for you were afraid. Because of the fire, and you did not go up the mountain, he said, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, um, as a title this morning, Our Response to God's Covenant. Our author Moses wrote this book, uh, this fifth book of the Pentateuch, to the second generation of Israelites, uh, thus the name Deuteronomy, which means second law. Uh, It's the second generation because the first generation, some had died off during the 40 years of wandering, uh, if you remember. Ever wonder why it took 40 years for the children of Israel to arrive in Canaan? Um, Israel did not have to spend those 40 years on the way to the Promised Land. God sentenced them to wilderness wanderings because they rejected His love, this love that Sister Melissa just sang about this great, amazing love. Um, that's so big and so wide and so deep, uh, they rejected that very love. Um, they rebelled rebelled against his authority, sound familiar? Ignored his commands for right living and willfully broke their end of the agreement made in Exodus 19 and 8 and 24 3 through 8. You see, God married them on Mount Horeb. He married them. They were his people. He was their God. So this book is known as The Last Will of Moses uh, because if you remember, he wouldn't see the promised land. He wouldn't get there. He saw it from a distance, God showed, but he would not get there. He would not enter it. Uh, thus, the last will was to prepare them, so to speak, to get them ready. Uh, they're poised. They're right before the entrance to the promised land, just about ready to enter. So. In this book of Deuteronomy, Moses challenges Israel to remain faithful to this very covenant, this marriage. God instituted at Mount Sinai, also known as Harb. When God married these Israelites, he said, you're mine. I'm your God. You're in covenant with me. I'm in covenant with you. He told Moses to tell the Israelites to keep his covenant And they shall be his possession among all the people, and they shall be to him a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. The Lord God entered into covenant with them um, because they're his. Covenant is an agreement made between one or two parties, okay? You know how when you move into these subdivisions, they give you these covenants, you know, making it real time, modern day. Uh, they're saying, okay, you're going you're gonna to live in this area, so you've got to abide by these rules the, or there will be consequences. It's usually fines, <laughs> sometimes they'll take you to court, you know, but it's serious business because it's an agreement between one and two people. So in this book, Moses is reminding them of their past history, that there is an agreement, a promise uh, regarding them and their future. He, in turn, points them to future blessings in Cana, the land of promise, that land flowing with milk and honey. But Moses forever kept the fact before them that these future blessings depended upon their belief and behavior. Coming into our scripture this morning, the Israelites have been very busy. Prior chapters illustrate a review of their history of God's promises and the need for leadership. Uh, he talked about a little bit about Israel's rebellion at Kadesh Barnea, uh, their journey east of the Jordan, their victory over Sihon and Og, the division of conquered territory east of the Jordan. God's invitation to them to live as the wise people who they would, would be, should be, when Moses commands obedience, he also heathed them of idolatry. He set up some cities of refuge for people to flee if they were guilty, sort of like manslaughter. Uh, What you see people going to courts with all the time now, either they've been drinking or on some type of substance, they'll hit somebody, kill somebody, and they're accused of manslaughter. Well, they set aside some cities of refuge for people like that. This is right before we come into our text. Moses introduces God's law again. Again. And urges them to obey it. Reminds them of the consequences of disobeying it. He wanted to remind them that you are in covenant with God. We are in covenant with God. So, outlined right there in scripture, he told them three things. He says, in order to show your love to your God, you need to hear God's word. You got to hear it. They needed to absorb and accept information about God. The Word of God has everything we need to live a godly life. I've always believed that. Uh, Even when before God called me into ministry, I would look to God's Word to help me get through my current situation, Uh, regardless if it was the loss of my dad at an early age or the loss of my mom just last year. God's word has always been there for me. Well, I had to have heard it somewhere, right? Heard it in order for me to be able to digest it, in order for it to be successful living in my life. Does that make sense? So you've got to hear God's word, meaning absorb it. Um, he speaks to you every day with His Word. You know, so people say, oh God, don't talk to folks. No, no, no. Yeah, He does. He speaks to us through His Word, okay? And He will tell you what to do every single day of your life if you listen. So He's making us cognizant that we need to hear His Holy Word. We gotta hear it. We gotta hear it, regardless if it's preached or taught. We've got to hear you can get the Bible on tape. Some of you, your eyesight's failing, you don't want to put on glasses. Get you a Bible on tape. Hear it. Digest it. I was given a challenge, gosh, back in nineteen the nineteen nineties when I was living in Florida, attending a church there, and one of the ministers he told me, he said, I guarantee you, Penny, if you read the word of God daily, I'm not talking about doing your in depth research and doing all of your uh, studies, deep study, he said, but just read it. He said, it's like filling a car that's out of gas. You know, the world takes so much out of us every day. Our jobs, our families, they deplete us too. We love them, but they deplete us. And so we got to get it back in us. And he said, I bet you by the end of that day, God will bring it to your remembrance, what you read and what you heard. And I, you know, I'm up for a challenge. I always have been. And I did it, and God showed up. And I've been doing it ever since. We just got to put it in us. You know, there's time when you need to sit down and do some character studies and stuff like that. I'm not talking about I'm talking about just reading it. Uh, Just putting it in you. So we got to hear God's holy word. We've got to uh, hear it, but also we've got to learn His Holy Word, meaning, you know, my background in education, I've always learned in order to show that you have learned something, you got to do it. You can go to school all day, but if you don't put it into practice, why are you in there? Why are we studying God's Word? Do we want to look big and great before people, or do we just want to do right? <laughs> I'm about like, Mike, I just want to do right. I just want to do right by people. So you put it in your heart, meaning that you will learn it, learn the meetings, what was, what was taught, why Jesus said that, why Moses wrote that, why Paul said that, in the context of that particular time. And then you apply it to your daily life. I say this all the time, you know, we just want a Savior just to get us into heaven. But nobody don't want no savior to go to every day asking him what to do. They feel like, oh, I'm smart enough. I can get myself through today." You just keep me out of hell. But no, he wants to be lord of your life. He wants to be able to tell you to go that way. Don't go that way, Penny. Troubles that way. Go that way. Don't say that. Say this. Oh, you got a problem? You go to this person. You ask for this person. You tell them this and it'll be soft. And it works, y'all. And this may be real basic, simple, but this is what God had me to tell you today. Because of everything we're going on and what's going on in our lives these days, a lot of people think that God has forgot about them because of the pandemic, that God doesn't love them anymore. Yes, he does. But this is all in the Bible. He said we would have some dark days, you know? But be of good courage, John 16 says, because I have overcome the world. He said everything that we go through in these dark days, he says he's been through it. So he wants us to still look to him. We're in covenant with him. Still look to him. So uh, learn this word. Learn the promises. Never have I seen the righteous forsaken, nor seed begging bread. Learn the promise. somebody comes up with cancer in your body, Lord, The prayers of the righteous avail as much. Above all, Lord, let your will be done because we know you have a plan and you have a purpose for all of us. So I don't know which way to go but to your word, God. That's what he wants. He don't want us to walk around like, oh, nothing's touching me. I'm okay. No, you ain't okay. No, excuse my bonnet. you ain't okay. But you will be. If you turn to him, the author and finisher of your faith. So, not only that, but we need to observe it. Meaning, uh, as I said, put it into action. Hear it, learn it, put it into action. You see, all three of these um, are given in scripture and all are essential to what we call a growing relationship with God, a covenant with God. They are all essential to... Falling in love with God, okay? Uh, To love God is to observe his holy word. Well, you may be wondering, how can I uh, apply this today? Well, should I remind you that we, too, are in covenant through the blood of Jesus Christ? You remember? He didn't come to do away with the law. He came to fulfill the law, to bring it to fruition. Um, And the New Testament, the Testament is the same word translated covenant, according to Hebrews 9. 15 and 20. You see, the second covenant mentioned in Hebrews 8 and 7 has succeeded the covenant made at Mount Sinai. And it reads, for if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. Because finding fault with them, he says, behold, the days are coming, uh, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in that day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt. Here we go back again. He says, not that covenant, but jumping down to verse 10, he says, Hebrews 8, 10, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on the tables of their heart. This is this new covenant. So, we are in covenant through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Okay, remember a life has somebody has to die for that covenant to take place just like in the Old Testament you know they use the rams and well Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins and that was some serious love you ever thought about it that his whole existence was to live for us and to die for us he didn't come for nothing else that's why he didn't get stuck up on the things of the world. He had a mission. He, had, he was focused. He, to, he made it clear to everybody, I don't do nothing unless my daddy tell me. He ain't coming up with all these high ideals himself. He came straight from the Father to us. What great love is that? What great love is that? So is it too much for us to learn his commandments? To learn to, to study about the, um, you know the the parables and learning how to treat people and, you know and learning how to deal with people in business is it too much of us, to learn that and practice put it into to practice and and do it, you know I don't think so you see that New Testament as I said is essentially a will, and what happens with a will it doesn't go into effect until the person dies. And that's what Christ has done for us. He saw fit to die for our sins over 2,000 years ago. Past, present, future sins of the world. He knew somebody was going to be a big liar. He knew somebody was going to be a murderer. Some people come in with a spirit of murderous intent. You know, um, He—he and and Apostle Paul, you know, he was after Christians, but God turned him around. So he could turn around murderers. we got to still keep praying. You know, um, all these adulterers and all this spirit of fornication, he said he died for that over 2,000 years ago because he knew that somebody was going to need his help. So he died for us. He married us. We are the body of Christ. That's why you see the epistle of Ephesians talks about us being the bridegroom and him the bride. We're married to Jesus Christ. And every single day of our life, we need to go to him when we wake up and say, Lord, what would you have me to do this day? What do you want me to do this day? Who do you want me to help? Got a little money left over from uh, bills this month? Is it somebody I can help? You know, do I take some food to a senior or... It ain't all seniors these days. Folks ain't got no food. Is it somebody I can help, or can I just do something special for somebody? It's their birthday, you know. It's their anniversary, you know. This is what this is about. And you know, Jesus walks the shores of Galilee, teaching and preaching. As I said, coming just for us, uh, raising people from the dead, healing, you know, casting out demons. He did all of that just so we could have a right to eternal life. He went straight to the cross, died, took the time to save a thief, told him he'd be with him that day and Dies, And then he gave up the ghost for us. But then on that third day morning, he got up with all power in his hands. That's the gospel message. That's what I invite you to today. If you want to be serious about this thing, then tap into this Savior that only came to die for you, for us. He will make your life brand new. There's a song that we used to sing, and no, I'm not going to attempt to sing it, Camille. (laughs) (laughs) But I like the lyrics. You know, God, just order our steps. Order our steps in the Lord. You know, lead me, guide me. Every day, send your anointing. Father, I pray, order my steps in the Word. If we can get to that point, it'll cut out a lot of mess. It'll cut out a lot of people, you know, want to be the head and not the tail. Because, see, God, Jesus ain't going to tell you no mess. He ain't going to tell you to go talk about that person. He ain't going to tell you to go steal from that person. He's going to tell you to go love him. See what you can do for him. how you can help them. So don't you want him to order your steps? In the- Raise your hand if you want him to order your steps in the word. Every day of your life. God, help us. Help us, God, especially uh, during this time right now. You getting upset. I'm upset, too. I'm upset upset about this critical race theory. And all of a sudden, we got to re-fight for, you know, our voting right now. We're just going to have to take it to him and let him straighten these folks out. And I'm going to sleep at night because I like to get my sleep in. I'm gonna sleep at night because I'm gonna believe that he's gonna order all our steps. He's gonna order the steps of these people in Congress. He's gonna order the steps of the people you work with on a daily basis, um, your family, your friends. See, I have a heart for not only uh, my, my friends, but my family. Ever since I was a child, I would just imagine all of us at the table in heaven, like the Last Supper, <laughs> and we're all sitting at the table. You know feasting for with jesus and and, you know enjoying him for eternity and i have that same desire for my friends i have that same desire for my enemies i have that same desire for people i meet for the first time so there's work to be done there's work to be done and i invite you to Join in in that work, working for the cause of Christ. Will you stand? The invitation to discipleship is being extended. If you say you really want him to order your steps, raise your hand again. Raise your hand if you want your steps ordered by God. Do you really want to order? Yes, thank you, Lord. Is there one more? Just need to look to him on a daily basis. Will you hear the Lord today? Will you hear his words today? Let us pray. God, thank you so much for the word that you've brought forth. I thank you that we'll, we'll accomplish everything that you set out for to accomplish and you will be glorified. God, give him peace. Give him comfort. Let him know, God, that you've got this what you start you will bring to completion bless every family god give them what they need whatever they stand in the need of god bring it from the north south east and west god give them what they stand in the need of give them good health good finances father god Uh, bring families back together bring marriages back together god we believe you. We believe your word. And we're going to walk in your word each and every day of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Give God praise. Give God praise. Give God praise. I want to thank God. Thank God for the Reverend Dr. Penny Thank God for the Word of God. Clarity and simplicity. It's, it's not easy, but I love the fact that even if we fail in doing what God has asked of us in his covenant, He had somebody already standing there on the (laughs) in-between. Then God declared, I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the place of bondage. Is there anybody here who's been brought out of the place of bondage, brought out of the place where you are bound down and you are given a brand new life? That's what he did. Somebody ought to give him praise. Thank God, I thank God. Pastor Penny Pitts. Amen. Give God praise. Give God praise. Word is a helpful thing, and I love being helped by the word, being reminded of the very simplicity that God has bound himself to us, even if we fail, he's done enough to still cover us with his love. That it's not that we loved him, but that he loved us and he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. I know that's a big word. That just means he covered it up. Thank God for covering up my sin. Amen. 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 It is good to be in the house of the Lord again. And we want to thank not only you who are here in the sanctuary. We want to thank all of you. Who have joined us virtually we are the church with zeal according to knowledge amen we thank god for you we thank god for all of who have met us Uh, we as we uh, make our way toward benediction we want to thank god for continually our prayers for those who Bereaved in our church, and those who are actually dealing with certain things, we have those, Sister Vanessa Johnson, Sister Jackie Bradley, and Sister Janie Walker, who have asked particularly for prayer this week in our church. And we want to thank God for their relatives who are dealing with things. But we know prayer changes things, and our prayer is to the God who changes things. Amen. So we pray for those. We want to continue to thank God for all of you and for your giving. Uh, for you out there in virtual world We want to thank you for your giving To continually building up the kingdom of God We don't give just to the local house of God We give to the kingdom of God And God will then turn those funds Into actional ministry in the kingdom And we thank God for all that he has done We want to thank God again uh, for our pastor The Reverend Dr. Richard Benjamin Haynes And thank God again for our first lady Sister Beverly Haynes They are both uh, at home well just want to let y'all know Pastor Haynes is well he hurt himself a little bit then tried to do too much trying to get back amen but that happens that happens and but God is still good and we thank God for what he is doing in the life of our pastor. and thank God what he's doing in the life of all of us if we will just stand on our feet as we exit the building this morning we ask that you would exit to my left and to your right spirit of safety and if you will just continue the fellowship with one another on the outside amen god be with us till we meet again thank god again for our ministers of music thank god again for those in our virtual audience and and helping us uh, in the av room to help us with our worship and all of you who have come god be with us amen And to present us blameless before his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God be glory, be majesty, be dominion, and be authority. May it be both now, henceforth, and forevermore. And God's people said,
0: several ways to submit your tithe and offering online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give on cash app at dollar sign the church with zeal via the GiveLify app by mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church P.O. Box 817 Lilburn, Georgia 30048